This episode is sponsored by State Farm. Choices are great. Like with your podcasts, you get to choose what you want to listen to. And State Farm believes insurance should work the same way. That's why the State Farm Personal Price Plan helps you get the coverage you want at an affordable price and a policy that helps cover what you value most. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Call or go to statefarm.com today to create your State Farm Personal Price Plan. Prices vary by state. Options selected by customer. Availability and eligibility may vary. As if the McCrispy couldn't get any better, Bacon and Ranch just entered the chat. The Bacon Ranch McCrispy, available at participating McDonald's for a limited time. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's never been easier to communicate with people, but it's never been harder to know which platform you're supposed to communicate on. Here's a simpler solution. With call, meet, and message all in one app, Ring Central makes communication easy. With all that connectivity in the palm of your hand, you can work from anywhere with anyone at any time and never miss a beat. Because when it comes to communication, simple is better. Learn more at ringcentral.com. Ring Central. Simpler communications. Pivots and Pivots, episode 23 after the week off. We are back and Bud is outside where I wish I was instead of in this hot-ass room where I can't turn my AC on because it is right next to my microphone and you guys don't want to hear that humming along this whole show. But anyways, welcome to our, what is going to be our regular new thing to all of our viewers live on YouTube tonight, live on Twitch TV. Welcome and as always, you will still be able to catch the show uh, at our normal time at 10 a.m. for Work and Watch Wednesdays. Uh, in the morning on Belly Up TV, uh, the Belly Up Twitter pages as well, um, and Belly Up YouTube. But anyways, we took a week off. Uh, we just had we deserved it. Stuff. You know what? We can say we deserved it, but we also just had some stuff come up. Let's be real. That just kind of got in the way, unfortunately. But how are you sitting back down in front of the mic, my man? I'm I'm doing phenomenal, fantastic, wonderful, all those things. I say we deserve it. I'm, I'm kind of jokingly wink, wink, <laughs> nod, nod to – all the other players who, uh, well, they didn't take the travelers off, but almost everyone <laughs> took this week off. So uh, it's and good to be back to take off, didn't we? <laughs> the travelers is fun, man. And actually, it's funny. Okay, so real quick about the travelers, we didn't get to talk about this last week. Um, and in live golf is back in the news. Uh, it's yes. you know not we didn't even two minutes into the show we didn't even you know we couldn't make it without <laughs> bringing up live golf. And I'm gonna do a quick song and dance about live golf to date. Um, you know, everybody brought up, everybody's kind of done their, their piece about where the money's coming from and all that kind of stuff update to now. And something that just went off in my head was last week, the travelers championship was down uh, just outside of Hartford, Connecticut. And the, in their philanthropy is the hole in the wall gang camp. I've mentioned it before on the show. I work in, I've worked in summer camps for a long time and it's a camp that Paul Newman started back in the late eighties for children with terminal cancer. I'm sorry, children, children with terminal illnesses, who um who who need who need a normal summer camp experience and so and, and you, real, real fast but because I hate to cut this off is this the rant that you were talking about or be, yes. the pre-show okay hold on because yes. this is what we're gonna do now because Bud always seems to start our shows off with a rant we're gonna start this right now and Bud doesn't even know this is coming right now this is the new segment to start our show anytime Bud has something on his mind we got what is slicing Bud <laughs> and we're gonna run this anytime Bud has something on his mind so back to you Bud what right. is slicing you. 
I'll tell you what's slicing me today. Um, <laughs> so I live tours back in back back in action. They're at Pumpkin Ridge this week. They're out in Portland. They're doing their thing. Fifty four holes, three days. Shotgun starts the whole bit. Okay, it, it's. I've been out there saying it the whole time. I think it's a fun format. It's an exhibition format. It's not going to ever replace tournament golf, but I do like that cool idea. I think maybe a one-off shotgun start here or there, maybe, you know, Zurich or something, Uh, but lives back in the tournament. And because of, or back in the news, but because of last week and the travelers and kind of being close to my heart with the philanthropy there. And if you haven't looked up hole in the wall gang camp, do it. It's really cool story. Paul Newman, if you've had Newman's own dressing or anything like that, um, that's where, that's where those proceeds go to the serious fun network. And they do great work down there, but the camp is a cool place. And so the, the, the tournament comes raise a bunch of money, um, puts a good spotlight on this great cause, not only, you know, just summer camps for this type of kids, but just camp in general, it's the summer, it's that season. And it got me thinking, what, you know, this is missing from the live tour. You know, they don't have a charitable arm. They don't have, you know, and I was going to get on my high horse and start, you know, rattling off all these tournaments and charities. And then I did a little bit of research, you know, just a tiny bit of elbow grease. And, but it took a ton of Google searches because it's buried, but they do have a charitable arm called live to give. Now, quick pause. Again, everybody's made their peace or has not made their peace. Whether you're at peace with it, you've already considered where the money's coming from. Let's get back into the game and just follow me with this this whole experiment and this missed uh, opportunity and why they're not going to be as successful in the long run. They've got live to give set up. It's $100 million or 100 million pounds, whatever they want to call it, set aside. And they're going to dole it out a, a million here, a million there as they do their tour stops. First time right outside of London, it was this thing called Grit. And it was growing resilience in teens. And it was kind of right outside of London. It's a couple of hard hit cities. It would be, you know, it'd be like picking an inner city club or a boys and girls club here that really needed that kind of support. Yeah. And I thought, cool, they're doing that. So I went to their website. It's not on their website. It's not on any of the tournaments. They're going out to Portland uh, this week. So I went to the Portland page. I mean, I can find out. I was already looking up hospitality packages for the Boston stop. So, I mean, 250 bucks gets you all you can drink and all you can eat and access to this. Five grand and you're on the 18th green. Ten grand and you're inside the ropes. Nowhere does it talk about what kind of giving back or communication or kind of community growth they're trying to do. Yeah. And that's when it hit me. That's why it won't be a sustainable run because they're trying to get into a space in a game. And it's almost, it, it, I hate to say it, but yeah, it's like you tried to buy your way to the front of the line. You're going up against something that maybe is not, 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 not as big on the bottom dollar, but let's talk about value add overall. And I think that's why when you see some of these announcements coming out from the PGA Tour saying, yeah, we're going to jack up the purses in these tournaments. Cool. We're going to satisfy those people. All right. What else you got? I mean, the money's going to come from somewhere. The adjustments are going to be made. I don't think Liv is going to die, but go to any PGA Tour event website. Go to the John Deere Classic. You'll see it's birdies for whatever. I can't remember what the acronym is. It's birdies for something. You go to the Waste Management, it's the Thunderbirds. You go to the Travelers, it's the Hole in the Wall Game Camp. You go to the Players' Championship, the Keystone flagship event for the PGA Tour. And right there on the top bar, Charity is one of their one of their kind of – it's not just a menu item on a website, so it's part of their identity. And I'm not trying to – again, not trying to paint anybody in a light better than the other. Of course I am. But what I am pointing out is Liv's going to, you know, they're, they're trying to do it, but they're never, they're, they're not going to get there like this. They, they, they need, they need to have these pre-identified partnerships. They're missing a huge opportunity with, with press and actually building some, some, some foundational work in these communities. Because if you're not going to go anywhere, don't just come to town every year with your, with your millions and your dog and pony show. Um, And no Brooks, I don't believe that you, ah, Brooksy today. Oh, the de- I know you guys aren't going to believe this, but the decision wasn't made until or after you. You know what? Horseshit. Oh, I'm sure awesome. your decision yeah. wasn't made, but you talk about your team and your entourage and all that kind of stuff. It's like these NFL contracts when the when the trade mm-hmm. deadline starts, all of a sudden, like people were talking. And that's why there was rumors that there was a, another top 10 guy, another top 20 guy like people knew. People knew. And so what's slicing me this week is the missed opportunity from the live tour to say, like, if you're actually going to get in this game, get in the game and get some press out there around the good work you're trying to do. But it doesn't sound like you're trying to do any work. It sounds like you're trying to come to town, write a check and leave. And that's not the kind of foundational. uh, That's not the kind of foundation that's going to build a sustainable tour. So there's my song and dance on the live tour this week. Well, you're Um, right, because that's that's the other valuable part for these charities when they when they sign up with anything whether it's a small show like us or if it's you know a pga event sure they want that initial uh donation from 
from that main player that they're advertising with, but they want the word of mouth out there. They want the 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 brand recognition of their charity because that's going to get them even more donations. And uh, Bud almost went dark on us there for a second, but but you're right. That's something that if if just from a straight business standpoint, if they just put it out there more, you would think they'd get probably get more charities starting to buy in, and which is just going to drive it more. Like it's just it's a give and take. I, it's from the very beginning. I've said live golf has screwed up this rollout hard yes. again. It's not that it's not that there's not a want or a need or a desire for this, for this, you know, for a shakeup or for some new stuff. But I mean, every step along the way, trying to just poach people with money from the top, not coming up. And I, Greg Norman is worth hundreds of millions, billions of dollars, whatever you want to call it. I don't know how this is getting bungled like this. Cause it is kind of a cool opportunity. Um, and every week that it goes by and we talk about it though, I, I get closer and closer to that question of like, yeah, but where is the money coming from? Yeah. Like at the end of the day, I, I like to try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And I do understand like Bryson was out there today saying, uh, or this week saying, you know, at the end of the day, we're weighing the pros and the cons and the pros outweighed the cons. Uh, all right. Listen, professor, how much weight did you put on your conscience? Because yeah. I don't, you know, to each his own, but these are fair questions to ask. And people are going to ask them. I'm They're asking definitely them. fair questions. So, so they, have to be anyway. to, they have to be prepared to answer them with, with legitimate answers because people are going to, they're legitimate questions. Oh, for sure. And people deserve to know where they stand if they're going to make this choice. Touche. In my opinion. Do you, want to, do you want to talk about real golf? I do. But before we do that, we because we missed last week's show, we did oh, that's miss right. the announcement of our giveaway winner from our live U.S. Open show back on the 18th of june if you missed that it's on youtube um you can go and check it out uh, divots and pivots youtube uh you can see us live playing on the simulator where we didn't even we just kept getting so distracted talking golf with our fantastic guest that i don't even think we finished holes. was it 14 we got so through 14, 14 holes yeah yeah so but we had a lot of fun it was a good time but the winner of a piper golf hat is mr scott masterson masterson I almost messed up that name. That's his name. My apologies, Scott. But Mr. Scott Masterson comes through with the win of the giveaway of a Piper golf hat. Uh, he's already been reached out to. Uh, he's already made his choice of hat, so that is on his way. So if you want to get in on future giveaways here with us uh, for future live events and other opportunities that we do for giveaways, uh, we will repost our for our giveaway form where we will continue to pick random winners uh, in future tomorrow, giveaways. Tomorrow when we do our picks. Yeah, so tomorrow when we do our picks, look out for the Twitter uh, on Divots and Pivots Twitter, and then uh, at Real Mr. Mallard and at This Buzz for You, we'll both retweet it out. Fill out the form, jump in, and we'll make sure to be uh, picking out some winners in the future as well for some more giveaways. But yes, back to real golf because we the, we the U.S. Open we were on halfway through on Saturday. We saw Mr. Matthew Fitzpatrick finally comes through doing what everyone wanted him to do. And look, the story is fantastic to to win the U.S. Amateur and the U.S. Open on the same golf course. Only player to ever do that was Jack Nichols. So it's big name, <laughs> big big crowd that Matt's in there with. I love I love that big name, big name yeah, Jack big Nichols. Name. Yeah, apparently he called him. He called him during the the trophy ceremony. Like called somebody on the. I, heard, I, I that's that. who I want to know. I want to know who did Jack. First of all, did Jack pick up his cell phone and look at the TV and go? I know that guy. Or did like did <laughs> like does like or is it or is it just Jack or and Barb like, sitting there PR in the bear den? Like, hey, you should call him, right? Like, you know what I mean? <laughs> Let, well, that's my question. Like, did yeah. the PR guy? Did his did his guy, his go to person, his assistant, whatever he calls him or yeah. her? Did they come in from the other room and and say like, all right, Mister Nicholas, we've got the we've got Matthew Fitzpatrick on the phone, yeah. or or did he kind of motion? I in my world, I want to think that Jack is sitting there in and I, I bet he calls his man cave the bear den. I, and he's sitting there and he, and, and he sees it. And I think he, he reaches over and he pulls up his phone and he just like, he says, Hey Siri, get me the USGA. And that's all he says. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it, it somebody just said, it's like a little number pops up at USGA headquarters and they see that it's him and it just gets rerouted automatically where it needs to go. Because yeah. I, I love it. Somebody got a shot of, of him, like getting handed a cell phone. It was a, it's a cool moment. He's it such is. a likable kid, 17, it 18 is. greens. Um, to have the stones, everybody says this, right? To have the stones, it's not the stones to hit that shot. It's no. the fact that he has, first of all, he's that guy who's been writing down every single shot he's hit since he was 15 mm-hmm. years old. And so he's got a database. And so when he got down off. there, he, yeah, he got down there, yardage, lie, 
distance, the whole bit. And he just, it, he was so dialed in crank knocked it up there. I thought Zalatoris made that putt. I mm-hmm. genuinely thought, yeah. and did you hear, did you hear what, um, do you hear what he said to, to Fitzpatrick's family afterwards? I didn't hear what he said to the family. No, I was too busy watching the family's reaction because I thought the family's reaction off to the side was was just fantastic. Well, for more reasons than one, I'm done with Brooks Kepka. He broke up with me. He broke up with me after the U.S. Open when he jumped ship, and he hasn't really shown up to our, I, I our last few dates. Him, I proposed to him over Bryson, and he walked away. So I'm there with you on Brooksy. I've been all in on Brooksy for a while. I've, I've, I've been yeah. on this always bet him in the majors because he's been he he was Zalatoris yeah. before Zalatoris, but Willie Z is my guy now. Um, he walked over, I guess, to the family and said, "If I was going to lose to anybody, I'm glad it was your son." It was like. He's a class. Ah, that's what he is. He and that's what, that's the young, the look we see with speed. I mean, look, speed, speed and JT are like just slightly above that young crowd, but they're still the younger crowd of the golf yeah. world. Like they're teetering there, but, but that's something that I think they are all like genuine gentlemen and like good class act guys, this core group of young guys that are still coming up and that have already established themselves. I think it's great for the world of golf. There was a, when, when tiger was coming back, the second time. So when he won yeah. the tour championship in 18, um, it was really cool to see the players who stuck around afterwards to wait for him yeah. outside of the locker room and everything. I mean, it was, it was that, it was that moment of like, yes, J- like you said, everybody from like JT on up to, uh, I want to say like Justin Rose hung around for him. I mean, all these people who just, you know, revere him. But like you said, they're now, they're now stepping into this, this era of competition, we're like, what kind of? That's Miller. That's, that's I was just gonna Miller. say, just, um, she's probably gonna drop a doozer live uh, on air. But this whole or something. <laughs> this uh, chupacabra. But this new generation of golfers, they are buddies. They're bros. They they like each other. They go to each other's. They're competitors. I mean, they'll tell you that. Yeah. Like Scotty Scotty Scheffler and Will Zalatoris grew up playing one another. Willie Z said, uh, he's like, nah, he's a shit talker. He was back when he was a kid. He's like, nobody <laughs> wants to beat you more than he does. And I like that about him because he is a reserved guy. We, you know, Scott Scheffler, and he woke up crying the morning of the Sunday morning of the Masters because he said, "I don't know if I thought the moment's too big for me." And his yeah. wife kind of calmed him down and everything, like all wives can do. Um, and and so it, the game of golf is heading into a good place. And as Liv gets going and the names that they've taken, um, I do, I think, and I do, I, I know they know what they're doing. You saw the enthusiasm mm-hmm. in London. There was a big pomp and circumstance. They're going to do, they're going to have fun out in pumpkin Ridge. Uh, Portland's going to protest because Portland protests, but uh, I mean, no, it's Portland. They protest. And, uh, but I think there's, <laughs> I think they are speaking to more of a global game. They know they're doing that. They're not coming here to get us. Uh, they're, 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 they are trying to grow the game. And I think multiple things can be true at the same time. They can be mm-hmm. trying to grow the game and it can have some negative impacts, uh, societally in the sense of, oh. yeah, there is some dirty money floating through there, but I have to stop myself from being a, a hypocrite because I'm also the, the guy who says, how far do you let six degrees of Kevin Bacon go? Right. Like I'm, yeah. I'm on, uh, you know, where was my microphone made? Where are these headphones made? Like, and, uh, exactly. I mean, it, you can trace everything is, back uh, to some sort of controversial thing. If you want to, if and you we want don't to, want yeah. to, we want to talk about golf and things that affect us uh, in very deep emotional <laughs> ways, like the U S open and seeing Matthew Fitzpatrick hit that shot. Amen. <laughs> and, and, and you know what? It was it was a great it was a great U.S. It was a great U.S. Open, um, and you know with it being that was a great back, amen. It was a great amen totally. with it being here in our backyard in Brookline, Mass. You know, from everything I heard, it heard it sounded like the Country Club delivered. Uh, it delivered on quality, of course. It delivered on difficulty of play. I think it gave the players, as we saw with the scores, a, a pretty good challenge and run for their money. Um, and from everything I heard about the accommodations there, um, like I said, unfortunately we weren't able to go, but from, from everyone who I know who has gone, the accommodations there were, um, were everything they expected it to be, you know, outside of the food and beer prices that we all saw and complained about. Um, it seems like they did a, a stand up job of, of representing our area, the new England, the Massachusetts, the Boston area. Well, so it, it, there's a little bit of pride there for me. Two, uh, two things, two things. Thank you for saying our area. I feel as a born again, New Englander, it's always oh, nice yeah. when the locals take me in. Um, <laughs> secondly, I played, in, I played, in, I told you I played in the public links uh, qualifier this morning, yep. missed the cut by two strokes. We'll talk about it another time. But the guy, <laughs> the marshal that was following us around, 
uh, he volunteered at the country club for, for four days. And I talked to him for a couple holes about it. And he said it was, he's played the course probably a dozen times. And he says, he's uh-huh. never seen it in this kind of shape. You know, they nice. really did. He, he, he's like, even, even the, 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 the people that he knows, the members that he knows uh, or his access said that they, they really did kind of outdo themselves with this one. I what do you think? Quick, quick U.S. Open aside, and then I mean, come on, we've got the John Deere Classic this week, buddy. <laughs> I mean, it's when Webb Simpson circles the wagons and comes to BFE Illinois. We'll get into why. And, and is the, the the top price person on DraftKings? So. But I but but here's a rumor, not a rumor. I say a rumor. It's floating around because I'm going to float it, and I want it to float around. <laughs> Should the USGA? Should the USGA, they're planting these flags at like Pinehurst, boom, uh, Pebble yep. Beach, boom. You know, you're going to be, and I think, uh, is it Oakmont is, is another one of the flags I they planted? Right. You're, hey, t- you're talking about the own. ones that were doing like that, the, like the, the super, it's 2023. I, think. I forget what they were calling it, like the super or whatever. So over, no, no, so no, 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 I'm not talking about the super, the super series at the PGA, what oh, I predicted, okay. by the way. I'm talking about you. U.S. Open only, so USGA. We're going to take our tour hats off. Oh, for a the rotation that they're talking about. Yeah, yeah. They're, yes, they're, yes. they're even kind of creating it. Pebbles on there, Piners is on there, and yep. like I think I said, I think it's Oakmont's the other one that's on there. Believe so. I, and these are all longer, tougher courses. Is there, you know, I, there are some folks saying get the country club on there. I mean, this is the fourth U.S. Open. It is the mm-hmm. home of golf. It is different. I mean, God, that was a lot. That was a lot of fun to watch when the wind picked yes. up a little bit and. That they had that course in tough conditions, and I know those guys don't want to face it week in, week out. I would love to see the USGA drop anchor there every six, seven, eight years. But oh, my, my real question was, what are your thoughts of the USGA creating this kind of rota or rotation of of courses? I'm fine with it because I mean, the the U.S. Open is such a, a storied and special tournament, and, and really such a specific tournament that needs to play a specific way to meet its standards uh, in hard. the golf world, and that's it to play hard. I think having a set rotation of courses over, like you said, six, eight years, or however many courses they figure it out to be, um, I think it makes a lot of sense because that allows those courses to prepare uh, with plenty of time a- ahead. It allows the the course to be ready, and it, it creates a uh, it, look, the way I view sports is anytime you can create some sort of data pool of history and um, oh, I can't think of the word history and um, like recency bias or whatever, like where where you're getting, you can almost try to predict and you can get these like rivalries of these two guys are good on this course, like they're going to go at it. Like anytime you can create storylines within golf that are consistent within like, you know, four years or so, I think it's good for the sport. So I think having rotation, I mean, look, the Masters has only ever played at Augusta. And, um, and like, it happens with these major championships where, I mean, the the, the Open Championship is typically a rotation, at least uh, when it goes over to Europe. Uh, so-, well, so, the, so the Open Championship in a couple of weeks, they are, that's that's kind of what this is modeled after. They are on what, that's where the whole rota term is. I don't know why they shirt. Is rotation too tough to get out at once? Like, so the whole rota is is from that where they do they have only eleven clubs or twelve clubs whatever it is that hosts it, and it's not like every third year, every fourth year, obviously because then you lose the luster. You just have, and I think that's what the USGA is trying to create is this pool yep. of courses, um, and I and I think they're doing a good job of it because they're yeah. not shutting the door on introducing new courses. I'll tell you where I would love to see a US Open is, uh, and I and I know I, they've had US Amateur there, but is a place like uh, TPC Sawgrass. And again, yeah. there's my, there's my, I don't know you're going to you say that too. Well, be, well, because honestly, I, I just think of that course. And I'm like, all right, if the USGA got its hands on, hands on it and brought in their USGA sand and they brought yeah. in and they, and they got that grass, you know, they had a year or two to really kind of maybe, cause you don't have to do much to the layout. You just kind of maybe mm-hmm. narrow the fairways, adjust some stuff, but so, and so I, don't think, I don't think people realize how like the hand that the US, USGA has in prepping these courses. It's not that these country clubs are just saying, Hey, you're going to host the U S open, like make it U S open ready. Then they have all the state of like, no, the USGA is kind of running the show, like leading up to that. As far as like you just said, even the sand they use in the bunker and like they go to, oh, there they bring they, in their own sand. They, yeah. they do everything. So yeah, that's to, to have core and that look that even from a business standpoint to have specific courses that you have that partnership and that relationship with, I think would only make it uh turn out consistency and, and great quality courses year in and year out, because there's going to be that relationship. There's going to be that familiar familiarity and working with each other as well. 
here's what I want. I want a three year rotation and I want you want in three years. This is a three year rotation and mm-hmm. this is exactly what they're going to do or should do. And you, this bank of Rota courses that we're talking about, Pebble, mm-hmm. Pinehurst, soon to be the country club. Um, they're year one. So that's year a on the calendar. Sure. Year B is always going to be a Muni. I want a municipal course thrown in there, which could also be from, from the road. I mean, it could be yeah. a pebble, you know, uh, not, or sorry, pebbles, not a Muni, but Tory pines or Beth page mm-hmm. black. One of those yes. that's got, that's gotta be. So maybe it's a, you know, it's the road of the classics, the publicly accessible course, and then the new, and that's where I want to mm-hmm. see like, uh, you know, whistling strikes, strikes, so straight <laughs> <laughs> on the streets, uh, whistling, whistling straights, abandoned dunes. I mean, come on, yeah. How everybody wants to see everybody already wants to see a major out at abandoned dunes, uh, Blue Jack National, uh, the, the new course that's going to be that, uh, sorry, that JT's building with Jack down in South Florida. These yeah. are the kind of these are the kind of courses that are going to be the modern game that, yeah, I do think that make it hell. Pete dies course out at uh, French Lake 8100 from the tips. Put the boys back there, grow it out, and let oh, yeah. and let them and let them have at it. Um, so yeah, something old, something new, and then something public. Yeah, no, I agree, and the, especially with the means the the Muni course mixed in there. Like I, I love that because that just speaks to what the U.S. Open is. I mean, that's supposed to be the the stage for you know for these amateurs who've worked so hard as their as their shining moment to get out there and. Kind of, it's the pinnacle of golf, in my opinion. There actually yeah. used to be a U.S. a U.S. public links until about 2013, 14, 15, somewhere in there. Trevor oh. Immelman is famously one of the former winners, uh, and then he went on to win the Masters. I think he was the first public yeah. links uh, winner to win the Masters. And then he there fell into an abyss of nothingness. <laughs> tra- Trevor Immelman? <laughs> yeah, he disappeared that, after that. <laughs> do you know where? Do you do you know where he landed? No, I have no clue where he landed. He just fell off on my a, radar. On a big fucking pile of money in the, oh, in the 18th sure. Green Tower with CBS. He's taken over Nick Faldo's spot. Oh, is he really? How did, how did I not hear Trevor, that? Because tr- it just happened like four days ago, three days oh, ago. Oh, okay. That's why. Okay. Nick Faldo. Yeah, Nick Faldo said, I'm out. And they said, come on down, Trevor Immelman. So he's going to be taking really? over for Nick. Yeah. He went to I Immelman. Mean, that's, that's interesting. Well, he's been doing a lot. He's been doing a lot on uh, – so. Again, this is the beauty of divots and pivots, right? I think we can tell in this conversation who's the divot, who's the pivot. Yeah. Uh, because <laughs> we, we, both mind, have, we both have I don't mind, I don't mind, I don't mind being I don't mind being called Mr. Divot. Um, excuse me, Mr. Divot. No, earlier uh, he's been doing a lot on Golf Channel, and he does. He's been doing wonderful play-by-play for well for CBS for Golf Channel for a lot of different outlets. And so, uh, I again, I have a little bit of a love for him too, knowing okay. his story from the pub links, uh, going on to win the Masters in 08. And then you're right, but he is also one of those guys when you hear him talk about it, he just smiles because he's he's approached that on on shows before with interviews uh because that kind of david duvall syndrome of you went you won something big and then where'd you go doovy yeah. my boy doovy's back in the in the senior game but trevor immelman he'll just smile and be like yeah you know i mean that's how the game goes but i won the master so he's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna always have that he's gonna always say <laughs> i mean wouldn't you group. he can go to the he can go to the champions dinner any year he wants he can go. yeah He's got a locker there forever. At, like he's at, good. Yeah, at any given moment for the rest of his life, because they also they're not members, but for, but champions yeah. get playing privileges. So really, at any given moment for the rest of his life, from the months of you know it's like October to May, yep. he can call up and say, "Hey, I'd like to play." Uh, there's some actually Augusta National too. It's a cool story when you look into their membership and stuff. If you've never done it, uh, look into membership. I mean, <laughs> when you when you hear like what well, is it? Golf tournament? Yeah, right they've now. got like a yeah, they've got like a yeah. I'm gonna it's apply totally for a membership. My, totally I, my budget. Can you send me some information, please? Yeah. No, they've got like it's like cabins on 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 the premises. It was like you know, it's not just a golf course. It gen- yeah. genuinely is like a club or like a resort. Um, Eisenhower famously worked out of there for a few months during his presidency. Right. He had an office, he had an office above the pro shop. His desk is still there. Interesting. Did not know yeah. that. You, you know, so many, so many stories. I'm, I'm so, a font of useless knowledge, story, such, story as the, such, as, <laughs> such as the fact that, that TPC deer run in bumfuck Illinois. I'm serious. I don't know what the name of the town is. I apologize, Illinois, but it, it is, it's like triangulated between <laughs> Des Moines, Chicago and somewhere else South. But it's just, it's in Illinois. TPC Deer Run, seventy two hundred yards, notoriously easy. Mm-hmm. Something like nine of the last ten winners have shot twenty under. Yeah, um, I was looking we're, at we're, that. It's going to be a birdie fest. 
Birdie Fest. Uh, it, yes, I ripped that off the same article too. TBC Beer <laughs> Run. We got bent grass. We got bent grass everywhere that you want to be. You got bluegrass in the rough. So I guess that's the only thing is as long as you keep the ball in play, you're not going to be penalized yeah. too much. But at the same time, it's a T. It, it's it's it's. I say it's a TPC layout. It's not an overly difficult layout. And yeah. so, quite frankly, um, strokes gained approach, strokes gained putting, and for me, strokes gained par fives because these par fives are yum 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 you just got to eat them up and and yeah go low and hold on that's that's going to be that's going to be yeah my my three key stats you didn't see you me threw in the par five i did not i did not have the par fives in there i had They're the par fours uh because uh, with the the length of around 450 because there was four of those four or five of those but now. that's Mr. Simpleton on my side. I was about to say what, what Andrew's referencing, which first and foremost, as always, shouts to the boys and girls at Fantasy National Golf Club yes. for making this. You know what? Real quick, look at their logo. You see their yeah. logo? Yeah. All right, check out this shirt that I'm wearing. You oh, see that moose? Well, that moose head. It's the port that's the Portland Sea Dogs. That was their for their May, mid-May game. That was I think I've worn it on the show already. But I just noticed that the Fantasy National Golf are mm-hmm. they are they New England boys and girls? Uh, you know what? I don't. I don't know if they are. I don't think they are. I gotta I mean, know where the whole moose thing came from. But I, mean, I, can, I can find out for you right now. If you're not on Fantasy National, you need to be on Fantasy <laughs> National. It's not. It's not hard to operate, and it makes you a lot smarter. Um, but they their their whole shtick is um, moose. The moose is operating, and obviously, I just now I was today old when I saw the moose in their logo. Uh, but those are my three keys from <laughs> for this week: uh, strokes gained approach, strokes gained putting. Strokes gained par fives. So keep it in play and score. Uh, Actually, I hate this phrase. Score your ball. Whoever scores their ball, I hate. Scores their ball. He can can really score his ball. That's yeah. That, that's that's like when someone when someone says, uh, "Oh, which which stick are you using? Which golf stick are you using?" Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Let's 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 keep talking. So, uh, so talk, before- talk to me about your mixed model. Well, yes, before we get into the mixed model, though, it is that time of the show again where Piper Golf, you mentioned it earlier, they were part of a great giveaway uh, that Scott Masterson won winning a hat, which uh, Bud is rocking right now. I forgot mine in the car and I was too lazy to go outside and get it, but I have mine as well. But yes, Piper Golf, the uh, the home of the Piper Golf, blue, gold, black, and uh, green, I think. What is the fourth color of golf ball? I just messed that up, but... You go on Piper.golf, you take their quiz, you find out which golf ball that they have is best for your handicap, for your type of swing, uh, for really just the way you play golf. Uh, you can uh, order using our discount code DIVPIV, that's D-I-V-P-I-V. And look, even without the discount code, uh, considering the, the, not the customization, but the uh, the, the specific... Experience? What? Nope, I'm going to stop. <laughs> I was gonna say, considering the the specificity, uh, specificity, speci- specificity. <laughs> That's not a real word, right? <laughs> I know what it is. I know what it is. It sounds like, but considering the specificity of once you take that quiz and you get those balls of how they can change your game uh, for the price, I think their normal packs are between twenty five and thirty dollars. So considering that. Uh, for 12 balls and what you're getting, it's a fantastic price. And like I said, you go on and use our discount code D-I-V-P-I-V, div, piv, you'll get a discount on that as well. So go and check it out. They have hats, they have some shirts, and they are going to be having more apparel in the future. So Piper.Golf. Thank you, Piper Golf. And yes, it's mixed condition model time for the John Deere Classic. Why are you laughing? You're just, you're just going to laugh all day. That's fine. That's fine. You got jokes you're sitting outside enjoying the sun. Which is going down? Sun go down? What? Not? <laughs> I teed off at seven thirty this morning. And opened with a quad and then missed the cut by two. Let's get on with it. I know, I know. <laughs> anyway, so we have it's a weird field field this week because we got Mister Webb Simpson as our as our really our, our top golfer here at ten six. And all I was going to say is that any tournament that had look first of all, Thigala is priced above Jason Day, which is fantastic. Uh, but, Accurate. But, but it is just that kind of field right now because Jason Day has been finding himself in the low eights, mid sevens, um, and this, this this for this week he's a ten thousand price golfer. So it is a bit of a smaller field. That's no disrespect for these guys, but it doesn't have the big hitting names that we're used to paying up to ten thousand for. So this is one of those those weeks where I'm really spreading out my. Um, kind of my range of where I'm, I'm, I'm buying some low guys. I'm going to leave money on the table when I'm, when I'm building my lineups because it's just one of those weeks where somebody can come out of nowhere and just win. 
because there's no real horse for the course here that's going to just run away with it because they're that much better than everyone else. There's no like Rory. There's no like top 10 guy here that's just going to crush everyone. Nah, this this horse has been ridden by everybody. So yeah. that's why it, it's going to be uh, – this horse has gotten around. It gets passed around a lot. And yes. with when, with Webb Simpson, Adam Hadwin's uh, my boy who – oh, I had him last week too. And shouts, my, shouts to my other league. Um, I was sitting pretty – like literally he birdied 17, Xander bogeyed. I was like, sweet, honey, let's go to the store and get dinner. I came home and I pulled my <laughs> phone out. I was like – what the? I literally, I was like, <laughs> and so I get turned on Golf Central, and I was like, "Oh, I'm just sitting there going like this." Anyway, so um, but the fact that they make up the 10K range, you're right. There's nothing up there this week, and, and yeah, what you're going to get is you're going to get a lot of people knee jerk reaction to those folks who played well last week and saying like, mm-hmm. "I get it, current form, so let's let's take them." But I'm not going to swallow that kind of money because the like you pointed out, it's the John Deere Classic, so this is not you've heard me talk about it on the show before those weeks where you don't really see people getting kind of up for it. The cream's not going to rise to the top. Yep. I, I, this is straight black coffee right here. There's no, there's no cream no. rising here. So you do have to go in there and just kind of either, I'm not saying go with your gut because trust me, your gut's not as smart as you think <laughs> it is. Neither is mine, but I'm nope. saying you do have to kind of, you got to don't try to outsmart yourself this week, run your numbers, no. look at your stats and, uh, and just go with it. Uh, lean into lean into your your data, but don't try to outsmart yourself. Because I'm sitting here and I'm staring at names like, you know, oh, like actually one of them who I really do like, and he's about as high as I might go. And so I don't know. Real quick, are you going to touch 10k? Or are you going to this week? Do you think? And no, I don't, don't see the need our, to. our lineups. Our lineups will be out tomorrow afternoon and yes, and, and close of business as they would say. Um, Eob. But <laughs> but do you see anything in 10k? I Look, 10K with a week like this, 10K just carries way too much risk for me because it's because, like I said, there there's in a tournament like in a field like this, there could be so many guys from the mid seven and lower range that can just, you know, pass it's these a first time winner. Week. First of all, first of all, there's only three guys. Uh, no, sorry. Four guys priced at 10K or above. Um, so the odds are that one, just looking at the numbers, the winner's going to come from somewhere else because none of these names, like I said, carry enough weight to really run away with it. So there's way too much risk for me in the 10K range this week where, I, yeah, no, I'm not touching 10K. Even though, sure, um, when I look at my mixed conditions, Hadwin and Simpson both fall in my top 10 of my model, but that doesn't mean I'm going to play them, like I said, just because when you factor in other factors outside the numbers, like you, just the fact that there's so many other guys who are going to can pass them and it's so risky that I'm just not going to play them. Because it's not going to be worth it. They're going to be so high owned. So we agreed. Fade the 10K this week. Uh, I mean, if you're re- if you're like Webb Simpson's cousin or something, I understand. I don't. <laughs> if you have inside intel on Jason Day, if you know that he's fully healthy, if you hear yeah. rumblings that he just went out and shot a 62 barefoot at twilight, you know, with his buddies half drunk, bet him this week because he's a projected ownership is three. Right. Like that's one of those things. Like if you've got the inside track and you know that he's actually piping it, striping it, he's coming back strong. He's tournament ready the whole bit. That could be it. That, that could be the only reason to go up there is that 3% ownership projection makes you a little bit kind of linger, but I'm with you. I'm topping mine out and I'm going to jump right into it at nine K oh. head first into Maverick McNeely. He's yeah. going to break through. He, he, you know, he checks the boxes up high. He's, I, I keep talking about that first time winter week or the, you know, we're going to have an off brand win. He, this is his week. This is the week that, you know, a guy like him is going to come out, finally break through. Um, and it's, you know, it's worth it. So it's worth it. I'm saying <laughs> but, but, but he's I, worth it. But I agree with you because you kind of went right to the next point I was going to make where I'm also not really thrilled or, or turned on much about the 9K range. Like Maverick McNeely, maybe Charles Howell I would take a chance at because he might just be under own. Um, and he should be good enough where he could. But, like, I'm not excited about that where I'd much rather just load up on 8K guys. Like I, I just I'm not excited about 10k or 9k because of both the risk and the I, I hate to say it this way but and the quality of player for what you're getting for your price there I'd much rather go down to the 8k range where there's guys sorry I just have to re- reorder this where there's guys like Scott Stallings and Cameron Davis like Cameron Davis is a guy that in this tournament field I feel like should be higher than 8400 I feel like 8400 for Cameron Davis is a steal in this field. 
you know who I miss is Cameron Young. C. Young had a yeah. good start to the. Anyways, um, no, I agree. I load. That's that's going to be another T-shirt for you. I load up on 8K guys. <laughs> um, I'm not sure I'm going to sign off on that one. <laughs> I'm not sure you get a say. We'll sell that one in women's sizes. Okay. <laughs> That's and, and we'll sell them. At, we'll sell it in extra medium only. No, <laughs> I agree with you on 8K. I'm, I'm in love with a couple of people in the 8K range. Uh, most land, yes. most lantably Lanto Griffin, Jeez. most notably because a, I like the name the and B in B. Well, I mean, listen, strokes, uh, strokes gain approach seventh strokes mm-hmm. gain putting. 45th that's good enough for me like that that those two right there and he's also strokes gained t to green 17th so he keeps the ball in play he puts himself in position to score and you know my theory on putting you could be ranked 185th if you're will zalatoris and you're that shitty of a putter hey man he's still mm-hmm. he's still up there i mean like the flat stick is so streaky that i feel like i've been speaking from experience i only had 30 putts today so i was proud of that but um Lanto Griffin, I like there in the 8K range. I just got distracted by my boyfriend, David Lipsky, down there in 7K, but I don't know <laughs> if I can. I saw him in your lineup this past week. Any chance you get? <laughs> Lipsky is going to he's gonna break through. You heard it here first. Ever since him and Rye showed out in New Orleans this yeah, year, yeah, I like him. all over it. And how, listen, Lipsky and Rye, Whiskey and Rye. Anyways, um, you, you, you did nail that combination. I won't lie. But before, before I start going drunk on 7K, you want to load up on some 8K guys. So who else do you like in the 8K range besides uh, agreeing with me that Lanto Griffin is a good pick? Uh, yeah. So I, like I said, I also like Scott Stallings. I like JT Poston as well. Um, these are guys that I think can can go kind of unseen because they're names that have been around at one time or another, but they're not consistently around enough. Uh, but in this type of field, once again, I think they have the, the type of uh, play for it. Um, look, this is this is a type of course where most of these guys are going to be able to hit the greens and regulation. So like you said, strokes gain putting is going to be very key. Um, you're going to need to be able to, to really sink it or, or gain strokes anywhere that you can from the green over some guys. So um, all three, you know, JT Post and Scott, uh, Scott Stylings and Cameron Davis all rank top 30 in putting. Uh, on the season this year um, and on bent grass. So uh, I like all three of those in the AK range. Um, those are probably my favorites in the AK range. If I had to pick some other guys here, um, so I am now just trying to, because I reorganized my, no, my you're good. Here. The, only, the only person I'm, I'm, I'm going to toss in there is, and just because he falls into my cat, my, my theory of putting can come and go at will is sure. Lucas Glover, just because he checks the mm-hmm. other boxes. I mean, he's he, a ball striker, keeps it in play great on the approach his yep. putting is just dog shit so yeah. but you never know i mean it's one of those things i it, at, 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 at that price for the leverage i mean what nobody's going nuts for lucas glover this week so here, here's right. the thing that's intrigued because lucas glover is someone yeah, i started 10%. as well so oh, he's really? someone i start as well so here's the thing on, on the season so far we'll make sure this one is on this yeah, yeah on the season so far uh strokes gained approach he is 15th uh, from 125 to 150 out, he is sixth. Uh, yes, his putting has been horrendous, uh, both on uh, bent grass and on the season so far. But like you said, you someone just finds it, catches a hot putter one week, uh, especially in a tournament like this with his lower pressure, it, it can definitely happen. Uh, but where he really shines is the correlating courses. Uh, where he's Ooh, tell me about your correlating courses. I love when you bring out the correlating courses. <laughs> what courses did you correlate? Hold on, let me go back and see which one. So there's quite a few here, but um, obviously, well, look, I'll just say the other TPCs, your your Scottsdale, your Summerlin, your Twin Cities, like those are some key TPC courses that you can correlate it to. Uh, but some other ones is Riviera. Um, the uh, let's let me see where. Hold on, I just I'm scrolling around here. Liberty National um, and. Those are the main ones. Those are the main okay. ones that people would know because there's a few in there that that are kind of one-offs. Uh, but but when it comes to those correlating courses, Lucas Glover, he's first in strokes gained approach. He's first in birdies or better gained. He's tenth in proximity of 125 to 150, and he's second on power force between 400 and 450. Like he, if he can just find the putter this week at 8300, Lucas Glover could show out a little bit here in this field. Now he hasn't done much. Uh, let me take a look at his recent results here. He hasn't done much to really um, – so, look, he's making cuts this year. He, he's made the cut in four of 
his last four tournaments he's played, but he hasn't finished better than T23, which was the PGA and Championship. Hey, great. Four straight cuts on coming mm-hmm. into the coming into the John Deere Classic brought to you by Motorola. Um, you know who can just absolutely hit the bricks. So we're, we we agree that for reasons there's some cosmic there's some cosmic connections that bring Lucas Glover into your menu this week. Mm-hmm. And you know who can absolutely I'm not going to I'm a little upset with Brendan Todd. Let me tell you why. <laughs> I, 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 I made, I had four of six make the cut last week for the travelers. I had the mm-hmm. gala. I had Webb Simpson, you know, at 6%. He was my moneymaker. And then all this, and then I had Patrick Cantlay. We all saw what happened to Patrick Cantlay on Sunday. The way he played honest to God made me think that he was about to go to the live tour. I don't know if you heard about Jason Kokrak. You know, I did. I, yes, I, I heard about so all Co- of it. Yes, Co- yeah. If you didn't hear about it, Kokrak basically bombed his second shot over the 18th green on day two and didn't even sign his scorecard. He drove right out. They said he walked to the parking lot and left and yeah. then announced the live tour, which if you're going to, if you're going to quit your job, I mean, it's a pretty good way to go out, but, but um, the way Cantley was playing was say, so what characteristic. A risk, what, a risk, what a risky play for him to go, to go out well with that image. If, the lift tour crashes and burns. Yeah, sure. He'd probably be able gotta, to get back you, on you the think, tour. You gotta but think, you, you got to think some of these signing bonuses are guaranteed. These guys are smart oh, in that. To, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. And, th- and those are the decisions they've made, though. I mean, some of them have probably said, said like, all right, I can either go grind it out for the next 20 years mm-hmm. and make 15 more million, or I can sign on this dotted line, probably get a 10, 12, $15 million signing bonus, which is nothing to them. So anyways, um, Brendan Todd, uh, I, I, he did, he just absolutely, and, and he was in a position to just barely make it. And so I'm yeah. a little upset with him, uh, but yeah, Patrick can't lay the way he was playing the way, I mean, just like fatting an iron into a, into a pond. That was my first tee shot. That's what led to the, the quad. I fatted a four iron at seven 30 in the morning. Cause I couldn't warm up. There was no range or anything. And I just fatted a four iron into a one fifty carry. Uh, and then I yanked right. anyways. That's so Brendan, Bre- Brendan Todd, even though he's, he's kind of, he's attractive at strokes game. Uh, sorry. At the short game two, total mm-hmm. three, he checks a box for approach, you know, 50 and his putting is he's a good putter. I just, I just had to exercise my Brendan Todd demons. The eight K range <laughs> is shallow, um, mm-hmm. but there's some, there's, there's some decent fish in there. So, I can tell you, know, you right like, now, five of my six players this week are eight K range. Well, everybody knows that Andrew Leduc eats eight K guys. Wow! <laughs> oh. No, you load up on eight K guys. Sorry, you don't eat them. That was another <laughs> slip of the tongue. You said we were going live today. <laughs> yeah, we're um, live right now. Yeah, you, you two. I mean, we're not, we might not be anymore. <laughs> we, we might have been cut off right there, but uh, yeah, look, look I'm I, not the one loading up on eight K dudes. No, Wait, let's talk some more. Yeah, let's. So, look, I think what's key here because let's see, how are we doing on time? We're doing all right on time here. So, I think what's going to be key here is, like I said, if you want to um, to mix it up, you don't want to get too cute, but it is a good chance to take some shots on some names that nobody knows that are probably going to be under 3% owned that you might as well take a shot on. Somebody like, uh, like a Chris Goderup at 7,300 who ranks 12th in my model. Um, cause he's having himself a good season right now. He hasn't played uh, any correlating courses, but he is a, what? Oh, is that someone you're going to bring up? I was just going to mention him. Yeah, no, he's a, he's a hot yeah. up and comer. He's a good story. He's just came fresh off of, mm-hmm. uh, you know, us open Monday qualifier, not Monday qualifier, but the, you know, final qualifying and, uh, is a cool story. Yeah, no, and I agree. So that someone like that who's riding a bit of a high in the golf world and on his own personal achievements, it, it makes sense that he could show up in a tournament like this um, and and make the cut and, and surprise some people and get your value easily, especially for the ownership. So there's guys like that that I'm going to take, like you said, you don't want to get too cute, but I'm going to take some smart chances on some some uh, lesser-known guys, someone like him, someone like a, a, a Jim Noss. I think that's how you say that, K-N-O-U-S. Yeah, Noose, I think I said on one of our first episodes. Noose, yeah. He was one of my first guys out the gate because he was he was somebody who I said, I'm just pulling him right out of the numbers. Welcome yep. back to the show. <laughs> yeah, he shows up again uh, after the U.S. Open here. Someone like him and then someone like Hank Lebiota. Um, those, yeah. like, those are the guys that, uh, that I will take some strategic – uh, risks on with the fact that I, I I'm gonna play the fact that I don't think enough guys are gonna play them considering their name recognition is being 
names that no one's going to know if you're just a casual fan. One, I also don't think there's going to be a ton of casual fans playing this week on DraftKings or any other fantasy yeah. site in general. Uh, but but I think these are just guys who are going to go yeah, I think they're guys who are going to go under on anyway. So, and that's a great point. You just so if you are listening and you are just a casual player on DraftKings, it's a perfect weekend to go and drop a dollar, two, three dollars on a tournament because tournament sizes are probably going to be less because of the holiday weekend, and two because the tournament is not necessarily as starstruck as some of the other tournaments. So, this is a good weekend to kind of to jump in and try to try to really make some good profit margins here. Uh, so, so maybe you take advantage of that if you if you're watching this. But yeah, so those are some of the kind of the the lower own, lower price. I'd say shot in the dark. So I'm taking. Do you have any guys that might go unnoticed that people might not really be too familiar with? Well, we, again, everybody knows my love affair with David Lipsky. Yes, um, I think I it's, still, well, it's, no, if you I, to the show. You know his name now. <laughs> well, and a lot of other people know his name. You know, projection yeah. ownership at 10. percent You get in that double digits. They like us. They really like us, though. But somebody <laughs> who I kind of like who. Again, I'm I'm kind of I think the theme for the week for me this week is to hell with putting, um, because this guy checks all the other boxes, but recent form is what's 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 making me say Pah, to that budding that budding that putting statistic, and it's Marty Laird, Mr. Martin Laird, the Scottish mm, guy. He's been playing he, pretty good. He played he played really well at the Travelers, um, and and I just think that again, if you are playing well right now, that kind of recent form you mentioned, JT Poston, that was one guy I was going to bring mm-hmm. up too. He he was a dark horse man. He was a, he was a lineup killer for folks last for folks yeah. last week. Uh, so if you you know you really yeah crunch your numbers and try to find those those gems. It's I mean at the end of the day we're talking about 140 dudes going out and you you want to find six that make the cut. Uh, it, it's a lot harder than it sounds. And you, you would say like, these guys are pros. They are pros, which means it's in, in a course like this, it's going to turn into a pitch and putt. Um, and they, maybe that's why John Rom doesn't play it. He doesn't, he doesn't fancy himself. <laughs> he doesn't like these putting contests. I got so yeah. pissed at him when he came out it, with that garbage, yeah, but he I made know. up for it by going on Nickelodeon. Did you watch the slime cup at all? No, but I saw the funny tweets saying that the, they were going to be uh, the guys who did it were going to be suspended by the PGA Tour for going on a rival golf tour. <laughs> I loved it. I think it's great. Uh, that's right. String them up. Send them up. <laughs> First of all, some of my favorite players. All right. Oh, hold on. DK. Let's let's talk. Seven. Is there? Have we we, we kind of messed around in the second seven K range? I told you I like Marty Laird. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree with you about Lebiota. By the way especially because he's going to be severely low owned um, for a set for a second. I thought that was, I was like, I thought it was Hank Azaria. That was the person oh. I was, that was the person in my brain when I saw Hank Lebiota. I was like, excuse me, what? Uh, <laughs> but the only other player that is a name that we've talked about a couple times, but he doesn't really check too many boxes is Mr. Smalley this week. Yeah. Mr. Alex Smalley. He's been a he's favorite not, play of the show in the past weeks. He, he is a friend of the show and that's because he's 44 in DK points. So he's a top 50. He's a performer. He shows up. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's top 50 in approach. I have him flagged because he might be my kind of gut check. Like, you know what? Ball striker, top 40 in approach. Yeah, maybe it's a week. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. Well, it's time for what? <laughs> Time for uh, time to hit Bed Bath and Beyond after Home Depot. <laughs> you know what it's but, time for. You know, uh, with why, some of your why comments did, tonight, I'm a little scared. <laughs> why? Why did you? Uh, why did we not talk about Mr. Mark Hubbard? Uh, so he is, is that your dark horse? Is that who you didn't want to tell me about on air? No, because I can't make up my mind on him because I did flag him, and he does yeah. rank out so good. He does rank out good in my. Um, in my model, he's been making cuts. He's made his last three cuts, but he hasn't finished better than 44th. But that's, like we said, making cuts in this tournament is going to be just what we need. Um, I want to look – one last thing. I want to look at his tournament history because I forget what that is too. Check out his tournament history because there's a name that just jumped out at me that um, I'm if I do I, – I played in a I played in a free a free tournament, D, uh, DraftKings, and ended up winning two bucks out of it. Woo-woo! Um, 
but Steve Stricker <coughs> is the kind of name I see. I just saw him. I know. I and, saw he popped up in my model briefly again, and I was like, no, nah, I can't. No, I'm not going to do it again. <laughs> uh, I, the only reason I might is because he's playing incredibly well on the champ- PGA Tour Champions. He's mm-hmm. He won a major. He was in contention for the U.S. Open, I think. Uh, and then at the end of the day, we are talking about a course where it's kind of like this, this is where Jim Furyk comes out of nowhere at 53 yeah. and makes a run at it. Um, so I'm not fully opposed to it. Like I said, he does rank out good. It's one of those where last time I had the same exact thinking that same, this, the same exact, uh, you know, well, rationale. don't be shocked if he shows up in my lineup and if he does, then you'll know that I made it under the influence of something. <laughs> well, and that's the thing. Cause last time I, I played him, I, I was very confident. And then, uh, he looked good day one and then fell off. So that's what you get when you play Steve Stricker sometimes. Uh, but yeah, so look, look, back to Mark Hubbard. Mark Hubbard is someone that I, I like, but um, I just just there was enough guys in the 8K range that I liked more to where I just didn't really need to get down to him at the bot at the end of the day to where I didn't I didn't force myself to get down to him to as a core guy to build my lineup around because I didn't like him that much and I just liked the other guys more. It's not that I, I don't think he's gonna do good this week. I just prefer to play some other guys. I'm not judging. <laughs> <laughs> right at the end. I just prefer other men this week. Um, <laughs> I'm actually looking at because I'm I'm thinking about taking a flyer on a six on a six K guy. Um, I might I might try to do it and make room for Webb Simpson because as much as I want to poo poo the 10K and I said fade the 10K, I'm doing that thing where you kind of second guess yourself the last minute and you because, go yeah, but they're that they're that high price for a reason. Yeah, well you know what? He's also 82nd in putting, 70th in approach and correlation, and 71st in birdies on as a correlation. So if that's yeah, worth, right. he actually you know what? He's not top 20 in any of my key stats. Who? I'm sorry, he's top 20 in one of my key stats, and that is uh, proximity 125 to 150 in correlating courses, Webb Simpson. I mean, and, he's tech, and he's technically 20th on stroke scan approach in the season. But other than that, like when I'm looking at those numbers of those stats and those rankings, I'm not seeing someone I'm paying 10600 for in draftings. Mm, that's fair. Um, Did I just save you? Yes. Save you? Yeah, because I was I was thinking about getting too cute and creative, and I'm like, uh, is this the week that Boo Weekly comes off the bench and just all of a sudden? Boo no, Weekly. Uh, I, I love I love it the last minute after I kind of get my lineup yeah. somewhat sorted to then go back and start second guessing and sorting and be like, oh, you know who's who, who's the top ball striker on? That's why when it comes to our little competition here, I'm I'm setting it, forgetting it, and not touching it again because I will do that. I will tinker the hell out of it, right. and my original one. We my got original a couple lineup minutes. would have won six for six every time, I swear. Yeah, woulda, coulda, shoulda. This is your mulligan exactly. in ours as well because yeah. um, you had Rory, I had JT at the U.S. Open. That kind of was the differentiator mm-hmm. there. You took the lead. You didn't show up last week, so we're scratching a, it. We're starting fresh. I took a fresh. nap last week. <laughs> you took you needed a nap though. Yeah. So we are, we're, we're starting fresh. We're going to run now through the, through the end, through East Lake. Yes. Uh, we're going to, well, the first, the first report will come out Sunday, Sunday evening after the play concludes, we are tracking DK points head to head throughout the season. Yes. Uh, we, and it's uh, a line above integrity uh, before, before it goes live, we will <laughs> let each other know and say, you ready? I'm ready. We put them out there. And then all hell breaks loose on the Twitter sphere. But um, ironically enough, because we are hive braining this, because it, the whole premise of this show, hello friends, whole premise of this show has been that you're a fantasy sports guy, yep. and you you know you were looking to grow your golf knowledge and apply it there. And I'm more of a golf guy looking to grow it. And so there is that intersection where it's like shit. Every once in a while, our lineups only differ by two or three, but that's all yep. you need in this to 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 finish in the money. By the and way, then we, finished and then money we, last week. And then when we agree on a guy, fireworks go off because that means our two brains work together and, and we came to the same conclusion. So is that is that happening. did did the production money for the fireworks graphic go to making that one of slicing slice what's slicing bud? I love that by the way. What's what's slicing bud there? <laughs> <laughs> My ego I, made, I made that, that. you 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 saw I, I start I that was a very okay. That was a very last minute, like some idea I had right before the show. I, I made that in about ten minutes. Quickly downloaded, edited, and uh, it, oh, if we sure. if we like it, there it is again. <laughs> if we like That's it, we will. It. I'm gonna add some sound to it. I will. Uh, we'll, we'll make it a little bit more structured. But it was, I just want to have fun with it. That two things, and then I'll 
a that picture is from the charles river uh earlier this year and i, I almost flipped right afterwards after my little wait let me take a selfie um <laughs> which was a lot of fun though and b as always thank you once again to in the clutch piper golf fantasy yes. national and my my friends at belly up for letting me crash your party as always once a week it's fun to come on here talk a little shop forget about the world and focus on something fun like golf and fantasy sports and this right here interacting with you america that's what we're here to do yes agreed well you know what amen <laughs> this deserves another amen <laughs> no as a, and yes i agree as always thank you piper golf thank you in the clutch uh fantasy golf national uh fantasy national golf club and yes none of this show would be possible without uh, the fantastic partners at belly up media belly up sports uh, check out all the Twitter handles, Belly Up Fantasy Sports, Baseball. There's, we got a Twitter account for everything over Belly Up. Uh, so a lot of fun stuff there. Check it out. Uh, and as always, check out at Real Mr. Mallet. Check out at This Buds For You. Check out at Divots and Pivots. Find our YouTube page, Divots and Pivots. Hey, we just made the Twitch account today. So go find Divots and Pivots yeah. on Twitch where you can catch us on Tuesday nights live before the uh, the full I guess we'll call it national broadcast on Wednesday mornings for our watcher work and watch Wednesdays uh, that we found on all of our other platforms. If you're, so, on the, if you're on the old YouTube, click the red button, subscribe, you know, the drill, yes. help us, oh, yeah. uh, help us. I got to start saying this. that now. You're right. Subscribe. <laughs> got to be one of those guys now. Okay. Yeah. Hey, click subscribe. Got to be one of those guys. No, uh, yes. but seriously, thank you all to everybody who, uh, who listens, shows up. We love you. Yes. We love you guys. We will a- a- amen. And amen. And we will see you next week here on Divots and Pivots. If I can only find the outro video. (laughs) (laughs) See you next week. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.